Sugarcoated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. Everybody and welcome to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, and I am so excited to introduce my very good friend that I've known for a long time now, uh, Miss Bob Gallagher of Mahalo Massage, New York City. Welcome to Sugar Coated, Bob. Thank you, Adrian. Such a pleasure to be here. Oh my goodness! Like we we I'm so excited. Know, we gab all the time, and it's just like. Oh my God, we gab all the time. And how many years ago was it like, Adrian, we should be recording these. Yeah. And here we are, finally, we're recording one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I definitely remember us recording a test. Yeah. A, a test recording, I think it was maybe before I started sugarcoated or in the midst of it. But this is the official, you know, live show. And I'm so excited to have you on the show because I think more than anyone, you understand this concept of not sugarcoating conversation, right? Especially when it comes to women entrepreneurs. I don't have time or energy for bullshit. I might have a lot of my own bullshit, but like my life's path is to wade through the bullshit and like shed it. Yeah. Shit it. I'm trying to shit the bullshit. (laughs) The bullshit. Right out of you. Listen, that is a good title for a book. Shit the bullshit. I love it. You heard it it here first. You heard it here first. So for those of my audience that do not know you, why don't you just take a a moment or so and just let everybody know a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we can get into everything. Okay. I am, oh man, (laughs) like on the spot, it's like, well, I have ADHD. Yeah. I'm really ambitious. No, <laughs> um, I'm a badass. I'm a mom. So I am a human being. I'm a woman just making it happen. I am an entrepreneur. I started, I went into private practice, a massage practice privately. I don't know, gosh, 13 years ago now. And then I expanded into a small business nine years ago. And I, I love working with people. And so much so that at some point I was like, I need to start a podcast. And (laughs) now I also have a podcast called Bank the Fire that is currently on hiatus. And I got to say, I actually owe my podcast to you because you and I were, you were talking about women in media and you and I were having such fantastic conversations. And I was like, why aren't, do do other people know about this? Because we forget, like we, we're such go-getters and we are, we just make things happen that we forget that not everyone is aware that they can just make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, I think that's it. Yeah. 
Okay. So <laughs> I think this is how all of our conversations start. <laughs> so you like throw that softball out there and then we start to go down a path. So I totally love this discussion topic about the fact that we literally can make anything happen, right? It's all reality. It's all what we believe is our reality and what we're capable of. And and we are the ones that decide to mm-hmm. make things happen. Right. Right? It's just, it's really a choice. It's perspective, right? It's a choice. And I think, I think what has happened, generally speaking, to women and others is that society has conditioned us to believe that we need to follow a certain path or, you know, go down a certain road in order to have what we want or, or be successful, whatever that means to us. And P.S., we don't need to follow these rules. We don't. Yeah. And in fact, the people that don't are the ones that are, are getting it done. Right. I was listening. I finally picked up You Are a Badass by Sincero. S-I-N. Yeah, Jen Sincero. Yeah. Sincero. Yeah. I'm listening to the audiobook. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm able, I was like, yeah. Anyway, like I would, yeah. Hi. <laughs> and I was always put off by the title, but at some points it was, you know, you hear all those stats about like the divide between political parties And if you're on one side of the line, you refuse to learn about the other side of the line. And so you end up in your own echo chamber of knowledge. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. knowing that, I was like, I'm poo-pooing this book because of the title. And let me listen to a sample of it. Let me check it out. Mm -hmm. Like, if I can listen to The Power by Rhonda Byrne and love it, then why can't I also love some the other ends of the same spectrum of you are a badass, right? Yeah. Power. You are a badass. It's like, it's all saying the same thing, but different packaging. Like Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. has his own package. Deepak Chopra has his own package. Mid last century, Neville Goddard has his own package. You know, all these people. Anyway, I listened to a sample of it and oh my God, it's so great. Yeah. She's pretty great. She actually is a badass. She is actually a badass. And it's like, it's only when, not only when, but Quite often, it's when you're going through this, the muck of life and you're the same thing is just happening over and over and over again. And, you know, this is going back to like, it's a choice to make things happen. It's really easy to say that. It's like, I choose X, Y, Z. And it's like, is that wishful thinking? Yeah. Mm. And it's like, okay. Maybe, choosing, maybe. Maybe. Because for, I don't know, for the last six years, for as long as we've known each other, I was like, I want to be able to grow my business. And like, why isn't it expanding? And like, oh my God, it's so hard to hire somebody like good. I don't want to manage people. And there were all these stories that I had that I didn't realize I had. And it was, Mm -hmm. it's like, so, okay, so now I've made the choice. I want my business to be bigger and it's not happening. So then it becomes an examination of what needs to change. And that's why I'm digging Jen Sincero's book, because that's what she was going through. She was like talking about like crying hysterically in public, like dating the same loser, like, you know, same asshole type of guy. And it's like when life becomes a struggle constantly over and over and over again, understand everyone. I think it's like hopefully they get to the point 
of understanding that the only common factor there is the self. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want anything to change, it's going to be the self. You know, attracting what you yeah. reflect. It's like you want this, but this is what you're getting. Understand that, like, and you're allowing that thing that you don't actually want into your life. That's a choice. That is, allow, that is giving permission for that thing that you don't want to be in your life. Yeah? yeah. Which doesn't leave room for the thing that you do want. Oh, my gosh. I listened to this incredible woman. She has a podcast. It's called Project Me. And her name is Tiffany mm. Carter. Cool. She's a badass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she talks about things in a really raw and, and wonderful way. But she talks about how on this theme, that she's no longer available for certain things. Like, mm -hmm. no, I'm no longer available for that. Yeah. And and it's it is a choice. And it, it reminds me of something that my mom used to say to me all the time and that it, it like really works. <laughs> I don't know why I don't kind of like employ it more often. But my mom would say, like, just make a conscious decision to do blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, I think without her knowing what, what she was really saying and empowering, I think it was like, bring what the crap that we attract is on a subconscious level. It's, it's serving us in some way, right? It, mm -hmm. it, it just does or else we wouldn't Absolutely. be doing it. Right. So that's one thing. But like when my mom says, make a conscious decision, it's like, bring it to your consciousness, right? See right. it. And make a conscious decision, a conscious choice to choose something different and then operate from there. Yeah. And that's the same thing that like when when Tiffany says, like, I'm no longer available for right. like working my ass off and not getting paid for it. It's just something that I don't do anymore. You know, right. I or, you know, I just don't eat peanut butter. Right. 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 You know, it's a very popular quote, and I should probably check the legitimacy of it, of Einstein. Like, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, it, it's insanity. Of course, I'm yeah. butchering the quote, but that's the... No, the, you aren't. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yeah, and, what it is. Yeah. And it's um, it's what... Uh, I forget. I don't know what his title is, but this coach guy, Price Pritchett, he has uh, quantum leaps. And it's like, if mm -hmm. you... If you want little changes, you know, if you want things to change slowly, then make little changes. If you mm -hmm. want things to change in a big way, in a quantum way, in an, to an exponential degree, then you also have to reach out and make the choice in an exponential degree, right? Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely true. It's, you can't do the same thing over and over again and think it's going to turn out differently. There's just no way. And I think that this really relates to women entrepreneurs. We are so inundated with all of the negativity around, you know, we don't get financing. We don't get past a million dollars. We right. have a hard time, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like we absorb that message. Yeah. And that means that we are looking for someone outside of us to validate mm -hmm. And affirm for us what it is that we're doing. They're not giving me financing. They're not giving me financing. Well, either my idea isn't great or yeah. I don't believe in myself. And I think I need that person, ex, you know, Mr. Mrs. Bank of whatever to mm -hmm. make it happen for me. It's yep. that's also a choice being stuck in that mire and having that perspective, right? Yeah. Understanding that 
one's perspective is also a choice. The the vibration that we are creating for ourselves with our beliefs and our self-talk. I mean, this was the last newsletter that my business put out, being love or being loved. You know, these are yeah. two different things. You want to yeah. be, it's like being loved, beautiful. You know, it's like my husband loves me. I think my kid loves me if she understands, you know, she, you know, because she's she just does. tapped into the universe <laughs> and like, therefore I'm okay. As my, my clients love me and therefore I must be a really great massage therapist. And like the people who work for me love me. Therefore I must be a really great business person, whatever. You know, it's like everything on the outside. It has to be very specific circumstances for me to feel validated and loved. What mm -hmm. happens to my identity when all of that goes away, right? Yeah. Versus I'm with myself all the time. How can I be the light that I seek? Yeah. Right. And then so being the love. So it's the, again, going back to, it's like getting mired in the negative versus mm -hmm. focusing on not to say like, you know, again, it's, it's such a fine line, wishful thinking versus, um, you know, negating the negative, right? Yeah. Not to say that the negative doesn't need to be worked through. The negative needs to be worked through. Like I had amazing revelations in the past couple of years. Like there were some things I was really anxious about. And I was like, for some people, when you're anxious about something, oh, that's just the way it is. Mm. I no longer believe that. Because when I dug up this childhood memory and realized how I've been carrying the burden, not the burden, but like carrying this gift of memory and then using it to give myself a facsimile of a safety net my whole life, aka anxiety, to protect, mm -hmm. quote unquote, protect me. As soon as I found that source, I was like, I don't need this net of protection anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And in a couple of different ways, to, you know, not to get into such, you know, too specific of a detail, but it's like, I am like, once I had that came into the, my consciousness, I stopped mm -hmm. being so anxious about those things. I stopped being so anxious right. about death. I stopped being so um, worried about pleasing other people. Or mm -hmm. um, I was so worried about being an inconvenience to people that I, I couldn't even own my space. Yeah. Right. That's and, crazy. <laughs> and so again, not to say, not to say it's like, just focus on the good. But when the negative keeps coming up, let's say, treat it like a gift. Like you say, mm -hmm. it is there to serve us. And so when that mm -hmm. negative keeps coming up, hang out with it. Hi, you're here constantly. Let's be friends. Right. <laughs> Why am I so scared of everyone leaving the house and dying and not coming back? What is this abandonment? Is this a, an abandonment issue? I don't think so. I'm just worried that when, when my husband leaves the house, he's going to die and he's not going to come back. Oh, okay. So we are going to detail. My mom would joke about death all the time. And so at a very young age, I was like worried about someone going away and never coming back. Hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. make the choice. Recognize it's, there's the conscious choice and then there's the unconscious choice, right? Yeah. Like, here's this thought. It keeps coming up. It keeps haunting me. Okay. It's like the sixth sense. At some point, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, it's a great movie. At some point, that main character recognizes that these ghosts just need someone to communicate with and he's a fantastic medium. So if, he's, yeah. if he can hang out with them, talk to them, understand them, develop a relationship with them, then he realizes is nothing to be scared of. They're just part of his existence. 
of his. Wasn't he dead though? Wasn't that the? No, was that the, the? The kid wasn't dead. The kid the, wasn't dead. Yeah, right. The, Bruce Willis's character was dead and didn't real. And that's the catch. Hey, and didn't um, realize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry for everyone who's Boiler not. Alert. Yeah. <laughs> It's been out for a while. If you haven't seen it yet, but it's even so, even knowing that, I don't know, I, I enjoy M. Night Shyamalan, the way he, um, the suspense, he built the suspense. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the unexpected. I just, I want to um, pause and kind of go back to a couple of things that you said. So I think that we do have to recognize, and again, without playing a victim, we have to recognize that so much of what's in our psyche is are things that we have been, you know, indoctrinated in society and in within your family and in school and and all of it. We have been conditioned to think and behave in a certain way. So some of this tension, anxiety, confusion is because we recognize that, wait a minute, that doesn't work, right? We, we've recognized that it doesn't necessarily work for our lives. So we do need to roll it back and give our, ourselves a little grace and to say that, you know, this is how we were conditioned. We need to unlearn some of that. And that is very uncomfortable, especially, you know, we're, we're not 20, right? So we don't, we, we can't just you know, randomly operate in a different way. But we can make a decision that maybe the way that we were educated and, you know, conditioned isn't working for us. <laughs> and so what are the parts that that do work and what are the parts that don't? And how can we look at those things, like you said, like, hey, you're you're always with me. Like, let's examine why you're here. Like, let me ask some questions. And if you can't do that on your own, which it is very difficult, there's absolutely no shame in getting someone to help you work through that, whether that's a friend or a therapist or a coach or whatever, because that's another thing that we were conditioned. Like, we got to figure it out on our own. And if we don't, we're weak. Yeah, it's absolutely, it absolutely is possible to get, I mean, it's, I see it so much in men. I definitely see it in women, but I definitely, it, I see it like it's not to say all men are like this, but the majority of heteronormative males that I know are so insistent on, I need to be able to figure this out myself. Mm. And let us all remember that we are, we are part of humanity. Yeah. Right? We are, have been able to survive because of our relationships with each other. So why not call upon a friend? Why not call upon a therapist? Part of having that, that jewel that, that is currently encased in a rock or in, uh, you know, encased in mud, in my opinion, it's because we were not given safe space to be able to tap into the jewel that's in the middle. Yeah. No. And, And so because we didn't have that safe space, to your point, it feels like we need to be able to do this thing ourselves, figure it out ourselves. But as a massage therapist, so often when I'm touching people, it's like, oh my God, I didn't know that was tender. And I was like, yeah, because you're living your normal. 
And it's only when someone comes along and gives you a sense of relativity that you can then recognize what is going on, right? It's, it's, yeah. all, it's all relative. Like I am in my normal all the time and only, and it's like, it's so easy to think, doesn't everybody think like this? You know, Mm-mm. whatever the, the thought pattern is. And it's just like, yeah, no, I am a unique snowflake. Better yeah. or worse, I'm <laughs> a unique snowflake. And together, you know, we create this beautiful snow landscape. But anyway. I think I think one of the things um, that's interesting about your particular business and what you do is, you know, you're in the healing arts, right? You're helping other people through physical, and I know it transcends physical. I know it does. I'm just saying that, like, through physical, you know, manipulation of of muscles and energy and and all of that. I think sometimes what happens, and again, I like to, I like, because I do it all the time, I make general statements about women. Like, we are conditioned or whatever. I don't know if it's in us, but we're, we help people, right? So, so many of the women that I know have businesses that in one way, shape or form, they are helping someone else. And what ends up happening is we as the helpers, you as the massage therapist, maybe you're putting out so much help, you know, so much healing and you need that same level, if not more, right? So that you can help and and heal people. And that's a place where I do feel like women don't take the time to say, wait a minute, I need to take care of myself. I definitely see it with men as well. Mm. Yeah, it may not be so obvious because culturally, societally, it's expected of them in a different fashion than it is for women. Hmm. And I think also, and I had this realization just yesterday. I mean, it's been brewing for a long time, I imagine. I've been doing this 16 years. Knowing other entrepreneurs, working with other massage therapists and being in conversation, that so much of the natural, quotes, naturalness of serving others due to the training that we've had to forsake ourselves in service of others, just growing up. And so, of course, this is what I'm going to do for a living. Of course, it's easier for me to ignore myself to help you. And so that when you have a good massage, then I can feel validated for what I've done. Mm. Right? So good. Right? Versus how can I show up? That's all I want to do. I just Mm want to show up. And then... I can meet you where you're at. Mm. As long as I know where I am, I'm not getting lost in you. I am, because I can see where I, I, because I can recognize where I am, I can now see you. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just like, otherwise I'm just a tornado. Like, let me make something happen. Let me make something happen. And I'm not there. I'm not present at all to what actually needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah you know, back to your point, like I got to take care. It's, and I see this in so many caretakers. It's the, like, it should be the mantra. Like you can't take care of anyone until you take care of yourself. You don't, it's so hard. It's not that so hard, but like our notion of love that we can give to others is really just ego. Like I'm going to love you the way I think you need to be loved because really it's how I need to be loved and I can't (laughs) do it for myself. So let me do it for you. 
What do you mean you don't appreciate my love? What do you mean you're breaking up with me? Like, didn't I love you enough? No, I didn't love myself enough. So how Mm. can I possibly expect you to love me too? So what, what are the ways that you are finding, and I guess this is like maybe tips for, for people, what yeah. are some of those ways that you're finding? Because I think it it's on two levels. It's mm. the emotional, right? And how can you take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. But it extends like everything into your business, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. what are some of the either practices or what have you tried or what might you suggest for other people? And everybody is individual. We understand this. Totally. But just to just to kind of get the wheels going. Yeah. You know, it's like you we are all able to hear the thing that we are ready to hear. Yeah. So I could say like 20 different things, but obviously the one that's going to resonate with you is going to land. Right. So I need to remember that what I do is not life or death. And my primary goal is to live my life. And so if I'm going to sacrifice myself for my business, it creates a dynamic of need and resentment. That's just not healthy. And so- Right, why why would anybody wanna come to a business where there's need and resentment? Yeah. Right, like let's say I- I'm watering my aloe plant every day because I need it to grow. My aloe plant is going to die if I water it every day, right? (laughs) So it's like, okay, so I'm going to water it. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to step away. I'm going to take care of my stuff. And I'm going to check in with you and see where you're at. See what, you know, progress or not progress you've made and and then change conditions. Yeah? Yeah. And so that's again, what I've been working on for the past couple of years of, I mean, the past six years, but it really came to, to a head in the past couple of years of anyone can blame external factors for why they are not successful. At the end of the day, the founder, the owner, the CEO, they're setting the tone for the entire business. Yeah. So if something's not right within, something's not going to be right with the business. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. You know, there's Elon Musk's, there's Jeff Bezos's of the world, um, you know, Steve Jobs, like I'm sure had his own thing. Um, Bill Gates has his own thing. I don't get it. It's cool. Like it's, I was listening to the Armchair Experts Today episode with Dr. Peter Atia, whom I admire so much. And I had to stop listening to him because he's such an arrogant fuck. But of course, <laughs> but of course he's an arrogant fuck. That's what you want from a doctor. But he yeah. was an arrogant fuck. And it, it's mentioned in the in this episode. It's mentioned in this episode. It's like the, I can't remember who he was quoting, but he was talking about like great leaders or people who are quote unquote so successful. One of the, the mantra that's kind of going through the mind is I got to be so great so that no one knows that I am worthless. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. think about what it is what does success look like? And what do you actually think it's going to give you that framework of success that you have in your mind? Like my business is going to do X, Y, Z number of dollars per year. I'm going to have a number of massage therapists working for me. There are going to be so many appointments. What do I think is going to happen? I'm still going to have me at the end of the day. No matter how much money I make, it's still going to be me at the end of the day. So what is my goal in life? To be successful at life. Mm. Everything whatever else, that means. Yeah. Whatever that means. Everything else is just icing. It's just yeah. cake. Right. 
but like, I want my steak. I want my life to be beautiful. Right. And what does that look like? Yeah. I've got an amazing kid. I love my husband. Yeah. And so, I mean, these aren't quick tidbits, but it's, it's the, you know, the need and re- yeah, like, I need my business to be successful and it's not. And I really resent that. It's like, think about the relationship you have with your business. Mm. Why? Why are you, why do you need your business to be success, successful? What is it within you that is not fulfilled that you need your business to be successful versus your business being an expression of creativity? Right. Different. Totally different. A totally different way to think about business and conceptualize it. And there is a lot of proving energy and I'm talking about this from myself personally, mm-hmm. a lot of proving energy in this is something that I've created that if it's not successful, that speaks about me. Yes, yes. And so- And I'm afraid of that. Sure, totally understand. Knowing that that is the end result, like that is that business that was a reflection of me. Okay, so what the fuck do I need to work on yeah. So, yeah. so everything else in my life can be a reflection of me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you brought it back to the point of like me, like it's, if my business sucks, it's a reflection of me. Fuck. I yeah. really need to get my business together. No, you just totally missed the point. It's yeah. a reflection no, of you got to get your shit together. You get your yeah. shit together. And listening to Rick Rubin, Listening to, I mean, Paul McCartney told, uh, unfortunately, I don't remember which podcast this was on, maybe on Armchair Experts. Paul McCartney told a story of he was hanging out with the greatest composer in the world. No idea of the guy's name, because that's not my genre. And (laughs) the greatest composer in the world was like, I'm worried that everyone's going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing. Like Robin, Robin Sharma is supposed, is, I don't... I don't know the the veracity. I don't know the truth of this. I haven't done much research, but Robin Sharma, another like, I don't know what you call it, self-help guy. Mm-hmm. He apparently works with like world leaders and um, C-suite, uh, like high level, high net worth um, individuals. And somebody asked him like, what is the most common trait amongst all these people that you work with? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. We all suffer from it. And it's, yeah. we're all looking for like outside validation and really I think it's cover because we're all so worried that someone's going to figure out that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. And now that yeah, I'm on this side, it's, it's so great. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing because that means anything I try is like new and exciting. It's a surprise if it works. I'm okay not yeah. knowing. I love the fact that I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I really hope the people working for me are understanding this. Yeah. I think that's also a spectrum because it is not entirely true that you don't know what you're doing because you, you do know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and maybe it's in a certain realm. Mm -hmm. The, the, I don't know what I'm doing is a sweeping statement about, I don't know what I'm doing from A to Z. I might know D and E. Totally. It's more like the more I know, the more I know, I don't know. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I have my business. Yes, I have my family. I've had a few dogs. Let's let's bring it back to dogs. I've had a few dogs. The mm-hmm. next dog, well, everything I've ever learned, who knows? It might not apply. Some of it might apply, but there are definitely some things that this next dog is going to teach me. It's like having kids. Yeah. You think you yeah. know you, ha- you Oh my god. Uh, my sister has no. six kids. My sister has <laughs> six kids. 
after three, she was like, yeah, she and her husband were like, yeah, we know what we're doing. Oh my God. Then their fourth kid showed up and it was like, we have no <laughs> idea what the fuck we're doing. And that's <laughs> what I mean by, I don't know what I'm doing. I kind of know what I'm doing. You know, I can get by. Right. But yeah. I also have the humility to recognize that every situation is unique. Let yeah. me not assume that I know what I'm doing because then I might miss something. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much, uh, I'm actually reading Rick Rubin and I'm actually typing it because I should really know the name Yardo. of the book. The Creative Act. The Creative Act. Yeah, I've got it. So, yeah, I've got it in uh, Audible and uh, hard hard copy. I, I So the, much respect for it. The hard copy is beautiful because of the way that the book is laid out. So mm -hmm. it would be very interesting to also hear the audio part of it. But you know, I'm only, you know, whatever, 25 pages in or something. It's not the kind of book, I feel like it's not the kind of book you necessarily have to read all the way through. I'm sorry, I'm eating, I'm no. drinking bubble tea. Ruben is of the mind, you get what you need when you need it. Yeah. So he's, he exactly. has talked about walking into a bookstore. He had, um, the doctors were saying he had to get his um, appendix yeah. out. Yes. And he walked into Emergency. the Emergency. Right. He walked into a bookstore, opened up one of Andrew Wiles' books, and was like, the doctors tell you that you don't need something in your, in, in your body, then walk away. Or whatever yeah. it was. That's exactly what it was. Dude still has his appendix. And mm -hmm. thank God he does, because like, if, for, because I'm a health person, everyone, I, I desire everyone to know this. We have an appendix. We don't have any accessory organs. This whole science thing of like, oh, we don't know what that organ does, so it must be an accessory. Not true the was it our design is perfect mm -hmm. anyway the appendix is for is used in the digestive process and if it's inflamed it's a sign that something's up with your digestion yeah yeah and so let's not take it for granted that it's inflamed oh we should take it out that cures it no it is this it's a symptom of something greater going on yeah yeah right. i i wanted to just mention rick rubin you know okay about the appendix story but yeah more so about this idea of being open, open to the possibilities, knowing that there are greater things at play and being aware that you just need to recognize and that there are answers. There's answers in nature. You know, there are alternatives. There is not just one way it's very yoga-like. Art is a practice, a practice of observation. And this is something that if we can adopt that perspective and mindset, yes, in our business, we have, you know, shit to do. But if we can adopt the perspective of, of sort of being an observer and opening our minds instead of having that tunnel vision, I think that there would be answers to some of these challenges that we all face as entrepreneurs, and especially because the whole entire audience for Sugar Coated is women entrepreneurs, mm. right? We need to let go of, like, like Rick Rubin says, like, you know, the creating the art to put it on a shelf. No, art for art, right? So yeah. in... I think for women in business, we have to let go of the fact that we need to know exactly what it is that we're doing and be 
open and and kind of lean in, even though I hate that, <laughs> lean in to the fact that there are answers out there. There are solutions to problems. We just need to get rid of the veil, take off the blinders and observe. Yeah, it's true. Be open to possibility. Recognize there is always a choice, which brings us back to the beginning. Yeah, It's a choice. Yeah, Recognizing that there's a choice. That's the first step. If you don't recognize that you have a choice, then you're going to be mired. When you recognize you have a choice, then the possibilities are endless. Yeah. And then that's the great effect. I I think what we can also do, and, you know, maybe I'm speaking to myself, but we can also recognize that we need our business to be successful, right? We We need a certain outcome. Well, you know, maybe it's the business as it exists right now in the state that it's in. Maybe that is the thing that requires changing. Maybe it's not this business that is going to be successful, but rather the next iteration of it or something completely different. And know that, you know, where you are and everything that you've learned is applicable, right? It's all all information. It's all all a process. One experience feeds the next experience. Like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, except that I've been in business for 13 years. Clearly, I know some things. Something. And yeah. <laughs> being open to the possibility that there's something I may not know. Yeah? Yeah. And it's, I think that's the, the best we can do for ourselves and, and continuing to be open and continuing to have that learner's mindset and yeah, act on that. Yeah, beginner's minds. The whole notion of like, I want my business to be successful. It's missing the now. Taking the time to recognize everything that we have done thus far and finding and finding the joy and celebrating that success right yeah. there. Because if we yeah. can't recognize how far we've come right now, what makes us think we're going to recognize like 20 steps later? Yeah? How can we get yeah. to 20 steps later? It's like... The whole notion of now, uh, was it Lao Tzu? It's like, if you're anxious, you're, if you're depressed, you're in the past. If you're anxious, you're in, you're in the future, Future. right? Mm -hmm. And the joy is in the presence, is in the present, right? Yeah. And it's like homeostasis, it's equilibrium. It's not a fixed state. It ebbs and it flows. And somewhere in the middle, we're in the present. So like shooting for the future, the desire to be successful is us shooting into the future totally missing the past and definitely not hanging out in the present. Yeah. So, so for all you listeners out there, please take a moment to celebrate everything that you have done thus far. Hang out in the presence of your reality in this very moment. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And I'm going to do a, a call to action around that. So On the Sugar Coated Podcast or the She Leads Media Instagram, let's take some Mm -hmm. time to go over there and talk about how far we've come. What are some successes, even if they are not outward, you know, internal, internal, external, yeah, internal, external, external, internal, whatever, how far you've come, what you've been able to overcome personally 
anything that you feel like is a measure of success that's important to you, let's put that on the She Leads Media Instagram with the hashtag sugarcoated success. Sugar-coated success. That's awesome. That's so great. Sugar-coated success. I love that so much. Bob, I could talk to you, and I do, (laughs) all day, (laughs) about everything. So this is an invitation to come back, okay? Thank you. At a a later time, and we'll have another conversation about another incredible topic. But I just want to thank you so much for your time today and all of your incredible wisdom. You are so so interesting. Thanks, babe. I, I think that that you're just interesting. You are fun as hell. I mean, I think, you know, people can get a sense for how much fun you are and you are in the moment. You are. Curious, babe. I mean, it's, it's all there. It's like you and I are just so curious. Like how can we yeah. not like spin off into the, in the beautiful wide <laughs> into universe, the universe. Right? So yeah, if, if you want to find more about me, please check me out on Instagram at Mahalo Massage NYC or my podcast at Bank the Fire. You can check me out on Spotify. I am on the She Leads uh, Media Network and my business, Mahalo Massage NYC. We, we are in Union Square, New York. Amazing. So can so people need to make an appointment. They have to contact you through your website or giving you a call. There's yes. no walk-ins. There are no walk-ins. Everything is by appointment only. And this is not just any old massage. Let's just also say that. It, this is intuitive. This is bi-directional. This is collaboration. <laughs> this is intuitive. And it's beautiful. And it's, it's really about um, when I embody myself, and I'm teaching my massage therapist to do this, when I embody myself, it's that much easier for me to be present to you and recognize what's going on with you. Yeah. If I can hold space for myself, that practice of holding space for myself allows me to be able to hold space for you. Yeah. So everybody in the sugar-coated audience, if you're not in the New York City area, get on a goddamn plane and go to <laughs> Union Square. Join us. We welcome and book you. an appointment with Mahalo Massage. It will change your life like it has changed mine. And so many of the other women that are in our Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses cohort, uh, shout out to Tori Birch cohort number five Yay. in New York City. Yay. So just thank you so much. And uh, I, I hope everybody has enjoyed this wonderful conversation. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. She Leads Podcast Network.